to episode two of the Cody Cast. My name is Lisa Tay, founder and director of Cody Agency, and I'm joined today by the exceptional Paige Richards, Cody's very own brand strategy lead. Woohoo! Welcome, Woo! Paige. We'll uh, be co-hosting this episode or this week's episode of the Cody Cast. And today, Paige and I will be sharing our combined experiences on all things digital marketing and brand strategy. So, firstly. Actually, I just want to say that Paige was employee number one at Cody Agency. So I'm excited to get her to tell us why she has lasted this long. Um, and no, it's not because I forced her to keep working with me. Um, so firstly, um, Paige, do you want to just start, uh, start off by telling us your history with Cody Agency? Sure. So yeah, employee number one and still going strong. Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> um, so I've worn many hats. Well, we've been working together, um, but now I'm the content strategy lead um, and basically um, thinking creatively but applying strategically uh, is the best elevator pitch I can give you as to what I do. You've literally done everything. I feel like there's no role that you haven't done a Cody. <laughs> it's a, um, like a master of none situation. <laughs> I've done everything, but we've we've really honed it down in the later years. I think of what what really works and and what what's most successful. Can I actually just jump in here? In, can't even talk properly. Uh, jump in here and say that uh, Paige is the most amazing person at just working out how to do things. So there's no better person that I've worked with so far that's just able to work. You know, I'll say to her, Paige, can we do this? And you're like yeah, we'll work it out and you just somehow work it out. So like you taught yourself how to build websites, um, edit videos, graphic design, all like you're honestly the most impressive self-taught person. So it's very much a, <laughs> a scenario of being like a very, very proud alumni of Google University, um, which is still the, the absolute best teacher with a little bit of pressure yeah. and you'll be able to figure out anything. It's honestly embarrassing. If someone looked at my Google search history, I look and search for the most stupidest things. So maybe that could be a segment on the show. The last oh five God. things you Google. <laughs> Bring in the staff to be like, just present to us your last five um, search results. I feel like that's a really good uh, that's a really good segment for our show. So I'm going to pitch that in to Coco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Today we're going to be talking about why our focus is digital marketing, content, digital marketing content and why this is so important in today's age. So obviously with digital marketing, it, like a lot of the generation that's come through recently are digital natives. So they almost don't even know life without social media. Um, I'm old, so I definitely know life even without the internet. Um, I don't want to reveal my age because it's embarrassing. Uh, but for us, I know personally, I, I love digital marketing. Live and breathe it. I think it's such an exciting industry to be in. And I came from a tax background, so uh, look, anything's exciting compared to tax. But digital for me is really something that's always changing, which I really love because mm. there's, you know, a, an algorithm change one second and that completely, you know, can result in you pivoting your content strategy. So uh, did you want to talk a little bit about why content's so important? Because I think it's really underrated yeah absolutely like you can have the the absolute best laid strategy and have all the numbers line up the way you want them to but if people can't emotionally connect with your brand or your story all the best laid plans in the world mean nothing that 
there has to be an an emotional entry point for people to to dedicate time to you or or um, look closer into actually um, like connecting to your service or, or engaging further um, because if you know your your main strategy which is not really the case for anybody now like we're all kind of learned by osmosis of how uh, digital marketing works in the best way possible but if you were only to run like let's say an AdWords campaign and and not have any kind of supporting creative or content to 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 really showcase uh, who you are and what you do um, we're also blind to that kind of advertising or mm. that kind of marketing that it has to be uh, a much more thought out more visual medium if you're trying to acquire new people um, to be adopters of your brand or your service. It's so true. I think that concept of being ad blind uh, for me really resonates because I know as a consumer I see an ad I'm like I don't even interested in that but if I look at content that looks organic and I don't even realize it's an ad then it's almost like I'm getting sold to without even totally knowing. Yeah. And like even with my my industry goggles on Marketing, like really, really, really good content marketing works on me 99% of the time that there'll be a really, really beautiful creative or a really well thought out um, video campaign and I'll watch the whole ads and go, oh, it was an ad. It wasn't a video. Yeah. And I think for, for brands today, that's what you should be aiming for because you need to be like edutainment. Yeah. Um capture your audience by having really really bold exciting ideas and then really um put the you know top line like elevator pitch 30 second pitch um or or your usps straight away um because people will ingrain it like that information will be ingrained and there'll be a, a clear delineation of hey that app was great um, like a, a huge example is like why people go all out on Super Bowl ads. Yes. Admittedly, like obviously massive platform, a billion eyeballs on, on TV screens, but the create, like none of the ads are ever, hi, I'm brand X, I do this. Um, you should, you know, get involved with us. There's always like a, a catch. The, the creative drives it more than the actual conversion point. And that's something that everyone should kind of be thinking of because, like, for tra uh, traditional media, um, yeah, you need, like, a big TV, um, like, event or, or sporting event or whatever to, to guarantee that amount of eyeballs on your, um, your ad creative. Um, but now, like, the internet is the Super Bowl every day. Yes. So why are we not thinking more strategically that way of having really bold, exciting content, um, going out to every channel every day. So you'd be capturing that amount of the market um, like, like as an always-on campaign. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that quote, the internet is the Super Bowl every day, quote Paige Richards, February 2021. 
<laughs> as a massive sports buff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, as a, an old adjacent, um, I, my, a lot of my metaphors will come back to like traditional media, even though that's not what we do here. Well, I feel like though, in a way, I mean, look, I, I'd love your thoughts on your where you see traditional media, like whether you think it's dead. Sorry to all the traditional media people out there. Or, or whether you think there's still a place for it. Look, I I am of the mindset. Like I you and I both have come up doing fashion and and there's something really beautiful and tangible about having a a, a, a like hard copy magazine. Um and I don't necessarily think that it's dead, but I think that in the last couple of years, especially like after COVID, and well, I say that like we're out of it, but um, for, from 2020, like, the amount of magazines that shuttered um, is, I, I, I would, my very, very naive take on it is you got comfortable mm. and you thought there was always going to be a market for you versus finding or pivoting to find a new selling point. Um, so I, I don't think it's dead, um, but I say that as, like, Jack and I don't have a TV in the house. <laughs> um, we've, um, we've definitely moved to the old Apple TV projector situation, so maybe TV. Um, but I think there's, there's elements of, of, of being able to find a new purpose like um like see our fashion book mm. that because it's so beautifully designed and it's moved it's quarterly yeah I think so yeah yeah um there's a market for it because it's an art piece it's an art investment um and whether that's worthwhile like if you're not a heritage brand um then you have to find that uniqueness of why people want a hard copy um, and the traditional, like, buy this and we'll give you a lipstick sample, it doesn't work anymore. And and if you get too comfortable, I think then that's where the issues lie. And I do feel that a lot of brands haven't evolved quickly enough to digital mm. and they haven't, not to say given it the respect it deserves, but there needs to be a focus. Like, it's not going away. In fact, you know, ISO has probably escalated uh, or accelerated a lot of digital transformation yeah. a lot of companies so you know we've just been speaking to a lot of brands who are like oh whoops I probably haven't given digital and my social media platforms the attention that it deserves so they need to jump on board pretty quick because everyone's really jumped on board social over the past 12 months because it's been the only way they could even network and get their brand out there because mm. you can't obviously see people face to face you just don't even have the foot traffic in the streets um you know for a lot of us in Melbourne for example like yeah. the streets were dead uh and it's still slowly, only slowly picking up now. Absolutely. And like, just as a side note, did you ever start looking at your screen time notifications? Uh, of uh, look, <laughs> my screen time notifications, my pickups, my pickups are so embarrassingly high. I'm like, do I even get any work done? How have I picked up my phone 250 times today? See, I just say that it is my work <laughs> and I'm researching. Um, but that's an excellent point that a lot of people who were probably a bit tech phobic um, you know, when, when there was options in, in, in the quarantine times. Um, yeah, it, it was a matter of necessity. Mm. And, you know, hopefully 
you know, we can all balance a healthy screen versus real lifetime. Um, but yeah, no, I think that again, it comes back to being comfortable. It's about having um, success through either traditional um, traditional media channels or having uh, like excellent word of mouth or a great position for your brick and mortar. Mm. Um, but I think like the main kind of takeaway here is digital is really, really, really cheap. Mm. That it's the benefits uh, just abound that A, you're spending much less for higher reach. Um, it, it's not location specific. Um, so you can really throw out your message to a really wide group of people. Um, but I think that the most exciting thing and why you and I get so excited about digital is that it's agile. Mm. That, you know, if, for example, if we were running any kind of creative campaign for a client and it wasn't working, all we need to do is pull it and repost it. Mm. And that really, really means that we can get the best results for clients and, and, and really push ourselves to think what can we do and what can we learn from from the last round of creative or or like for organic channels, having having a certain style of photography go out um, and then see that uh, one kind of wacky shot did better, mm. that we can really work uh, towards, you know, getting that feedback from the audience and tweak it and put it back out there for more success. So unlike having, having to supply creative months in advance to... Um, to have to wait to see whether it worked or not. Mm. Um, I think that's a, a massive difference in why digital is is really like the way forward. Well, yeah, it's so much more powerful. So if you take a billboard out, for example, you can't you have no idea who's seen, even seen it. Whereas the digital, you can go, mm. well, I can target it very specifically and track the click throughs, and then track, you know, who's even bought from that, um, you know, from that. Uh, click through so it's just so much more it gives you so much more insight and then you can make informed decisions and like that data is invaluable to 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 you you're basically being told on mass what your customers want from you mm. um so whether you know if there's a certain product that you do and you've had a colorway that was incredibly successful you'll know immediately mm. Um, from people who responded versus having that kind of um, uh, a guesstimate mm. of, of what you'd be getting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to move into some do's and don'ts Ooh. branding because you would see a whole lot of don'ts, I'm guessing. Uh, and a whole lot of do's. Uh, and a whole lot of do's, hopefully. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about some of the, I guess, the mistakes that you see? And then also cover off on some of the, the good things that you do see. I think the the major don't don't of of all kind of brand strategy is when brands don't talk the same on different channels. So there's not a consistent tone of voice um, because if you're um, if you're trying to move your voice to t- be tailored to the program or the platform that you're on. Um, and that shifts with every platform or, or service or, or program or, or whatever. Um, it's you're not talking to multiple facets of your audience. You're talking like you're not really 
talking on behalf of your brand at all. Mm. It's um like that um <laughs> that Steve Buscemi gif of when he's like, "Hello, fellow kids." It's very that mm. um that I think that it. You need to be confident enough that who you are and how you sound and how you look is is appealing. Um, and I think the the other don't I have kind of ties into that is just because every single brand is on every single platform doesn't mean you have to be either. Mm, that's a great one. Because, again, if you spread your message too thin to target demos, that will not pick up your um your your service or your product or, or or whatever you're selling um like if you were selling um assisted living products you wouldn't be advertising on TikTok mm. it's it, it's to have the confidence of really knowing who your customer is what they like and why they like you mm. um there has to be an element of confidence Exactly. And then you can determine where they are. Like once you know all that, then you can go there and focus your efforts on there. Because as we know, social media management is a full-time job. So if you're trying to be (laughs) on TikTok and then Twitter and then Instagram and then LinkedIn, like I'm struggling just to be on LinkedIn and TikTok. I haven't posted for years, not years, months. (laughs) Uh, LinkedIn is like probably the biggest one for me at the moment. And then Insta, I'm trying to get you know, still post every now and then. And then our clubhouse, I'm like, guys, can you give me a break? Like, I, I don't have any time left. I can't keep going on platforms. <laughs> so I'll be really interested to see. Actually, I'll be really interested to see what happens with Clubhouse because that just yeah. got valued at a billion dollars. What the hell? <laughs> Which is like the thing that I love about Clubhouse is that it's not a it's not a groundbreaking idea. No. But it's a really well-crafted, really well-thought-out platform. Mm. And the the rollout has been impeccable mm. from the hype, the, the hype, and having the exclusivity. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it they've really kind of tapped into, like again, like the idea isn't groundbreaking, but having it voice only and invite only, mm. um, it it takes away from a lot of like like. Um, like old and again old adjacent i am um but like like chat roulette Mm. like that was kind of in the same vein that you could have um have rooms and then like yes talk to uh, random people but the element of having to be on camera was pretty exclusive that like if you didn't want to be on camera or you know conversely you didn't want to see the person on the other side of the camera in the well, I was actually hearing about how there was a real problem because there'd be all these naked ho- old hairy men on yeah the so you just spin the wheel or whatever you do and then it's like this old naked man there and you're like okay I don't want to talk to you yeah so. you're not my friend from school no um so that community that actually that community management is going to be I think the biggest challenge that clubhouse have because there's no way to moderate conversations really as they're going on so mm. we've totally digressed but you know I think it's going to be definitely a platform to watch and actually there's a, a great blog on our website uh, which talks about what Clubhouse is so definitely go and check it out if you want to find out more 
Just a subtle um, Cody plug. Just a subtle Cody plug, absolutely. <laughs> um, and also Elon was on the other day. So Elon broke Clubhouse. Well, he maxed out the room. So there's like 5,000 in his room and the people were streaming his uh, room on like YouTube and Facebook and all that because not everyone could obviously get on. So that was interesting. Is it? Do you find that like when um, high-profile people get on like the new platform, is it – does it kind of like make it a little uncool or do you think that that like increases the the value of the platform? That's a good question. So I think it depends on obviously the type of person, but I know Clubhouse really with their PR really pushed that Oprah was on the platform, Kanye, mm. uh, Jared Leto, like thought leaders because it's almost like you can get direct access and listen to them. So that was something that I was looking at in their PR strategy. So if you actually follow the, the Clubhouse PR push, it's been like flawless. Like they've mm. done such a good job because really they've kind of made it exclusive by having invite only, but really at the end of the day, it helps them with beta testing. So oh, 100%. Yeah, they don't and even have Android yet. Like they're just on, yeah. on iTunes, uh, iPhone. And um, so. it's a really exciting way to see like how you can test like the limit of the server. Like exactly. having having all the hype of getting people on board and getting um, um, like invites, you mm. know, being accepted, bringing them onto the platform just to mm. see how many people that they can physically put in that room. Mm. Um, you know, that's priceless priceless ux uh testing exactly that that's just happening exactly so they must have been pumped when elon's like i'm gonna go on clubhouse what was Uh, he talking about like who knows i don't know i actually couldn't even get on so Ah. yeah but uh so i would say that that's probably been a really great brand campaign i've seen recently like Mm. love that from a brand strategy perspective i was actually in a clubhouse room the other day with the two founders so they were just doing a welcome session i just popped in and um, put my little hand up. I was like hoping to get on stage, but I think every single person in the room is obviously mm. trying to talk to them. But I thought it was a really good way to actually do testing. But if anyone doesn't know what Clubhouse is, just in a nutshell, it's an audio-only social media app. You jump on, you don't post content, you just create a profile, then you can jump into rooms. So you can host rooms, jump into rooms that are actively going at the moment. I think the founder said the longest Clubhouse room went for 12 days. So people just kept that room going. <laughs> Look, it's um like... Back in primary school when, like, you're having a sleepover and you just don't want to go to sleep and you're like, well, we'll be quiet, we'll make... Yeah. It just kept going. So, I don't know. Uh, obviously, a lot of people weren't getting a lot of sleep, uh, but really keen to see that uh, that all unfold. So, keep an eye on Clubhouse. Um, if you want an invite, hit me up. Maybe I might have a spare one. Um, shoot me a <laughs> DM on, on LinkedIn. Uh, but just to wrap up, I thought I'd quickly just ask you, what are you excited about in 2021? What are you looking forward to? I'm so excited that we can like be out in the world again um i'm really really excited to go back to the cinema oh it's so fun it's so fun and i am i'm really really excited um to to see how you know now that we're back in the office and 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 our clients are back in theirs um you know, it, it, we're not going to be making – we won't have to be pivoting in order to make content mm. safely while we were quarantined that now, you know, again, still safe. We will have all of our COVID um, precautions in place. But um, 
just to be able to work collaboratively and and make some really really exciting content even doing this I'm even like, doing this not having I'm to do it via at you. zoom i know you're literally <laughs> you're 1.5 screen away from me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just being able to see even like work with the team because during covid it's so weird we had our christmas party and we're meeting people for the first time so yeah so i'm excited just to be able to have that collaborative energy in the office and mm. um, be bouncing ideas off people maybe jump into clubhouse rooms who knows who knows but yeah looking forward to it um well thank you so much for dropping by the cody cast this week hopefully that thank wasn't you to painful uh and if you want to hear more from Paige and see more from Paige come work with us no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) sign on as a client no uh but in all seriousness Paige you're such incredible incredible person uh not only just as a person but as a a talent so really honored to um to work beside you so yeah back at you LT thank you so make sure you tune in subscribe give us a rating look I'm not going to tell you to give us a five-star rating if you want to do that then please do that if you give us a five-star rating LT will give you a clubhouse invite oh my god that's (laughs) yeah I will do that that's good blackmail I mean bribery so not blackmail (laughs) bribery um but would love for you to subscribe even share your learnings from your favorite episode so take a sneaky screenshot um you know share that on social make sure you tag us because we'll be sharing you know our favorite little um social posts is that what you call it yeah i should probably know that i'm in digital marketing (laughs) uh but if you also have any topics or anything you want to learn about please feel free to shoot us an email uh you can reach me at lisa at codyagency.com.au please don't spam me or send me anything inappropriate uh that goes for linkedin as well please don't send me inappropriate stuff i received plenty of um inappropriate things on LinkedIn thank you very much Uh, but yeah really (laughs) excited to keep sharing the latest and greatest in digital marketing with you guys so stay tuned for episode three